This is Jamie Andelin, and you're listening to my podcast, Your Turned On Desire. Hey friend, before we start, if you would like to continue to hear more free content about sex and intimacy, then please leave a positive review for this podcast. I promise no matter what, you'll keep getting this content for free, but it encourages me to keep going and creating better and better content when I hear from you. Thank you so much, and I appreciate you being here. A lot of people say that having sex is a challenging thing to do in their marriages, or having more sex, or trying to have more sex, or trying to have better sex is is too hard, or there are other things that they would rather do, or they are touched out at the end of the day, or they're too tired, etc. A lot of people like to tell me that it's wrong to actually want more sex because this would mean pushing the man's agenda or there are other important things. Sex isn't the most important. But here's the thing. If you don't want to have sex as often as I do, say you want to have sex once a year, once a month, or once a week, I'm happy for you. A lot of people think that when I say I like to have sex every day or two to four times a week that I'm putting people down that don't want to have sex two to four times a week. I've mentioned in my other podcast episodes that we can raise our desire for sex and we can raise our capacity for intimacy, the intimacy or the closeness that we can experience with another person. People ask me all the time, how do I increase my desire for sex? How do I raise my capacity to be more connected to my spouse? If you want to have an easier and more fun sex life, you typically need to raise your desire and capacity for intimacy and sexual connection. I've done that. Part of the work is physical and the other part is of the work is mental. And this includes our emotions and the way we, we relate to our spouse. So it's like a, a, mo- a mental relational thing because how we relate to things and other people is going on in our head. So 75 per- to 80%, I would say, of increasing your capacity for desire and for sexual connection and the, the desire for sexual connection is mental. And then 20 to 25% is physical. The 20 to 25% that is physical means that there's going to be a period of time here where you can't back down because you don't feel like having sex. So there's a difference between not feeling like having sex because you're tired and you'd rather do something else and then having sex because you're trying to manage your partner's emotions and you think you should. There's going to be times when you don't feel like having sex because other things sound more appealing like Netflix and chocolate plus some salt. There are going to be times when it's really difficult to think beyond the moment. Like, I don't feel like having sex. I'd rather do something else. And anything beyond this moment feels like too much to do. Feels too hard for me. I don't want to do it. And there's a good reason we don't feel like having sex in these moments. In fact, nowadays with all the electromagnetic frequencies and the blue light and the drugs and the alcoholic beverages and substance that alter our minds and extreme sports and activities like skydiving that are available to us often, sex actually gives us less of a pleasure hit than all these things. It goes chocolate is the lowest in the pleasure scale and then sex and then everything else starts to increase by pleasure. And for for Example, like one hit of meth gives us the equality of 10 orgasms in pleasure. A little lesser on the scale than meth 
might be like games on our phones or a movie or reality show gives us the pleasure of several orgasms, plus it takes less work. So sex requires more vulnerability and more work. And then the reward is less compared to everything else we have going on. And it's not that we are comparing these things all the time in our head, but on a physical level, we aren't getting the pleasure rewards from sex like we do from other things. And we have to work for good sex. So it's a challenge. Like two normal married people in the world today are not experiencing pleasure from sex as the most rewarding form of pleasure in their day. So naturally, we're going to want it less. It changes when we add a screen and porn. Right, Sex changes in this place because this gives someone the pleasure that drugs can give you, which is why sex between two consenting adults feels less pleasurable than if you were masturbating and watching porn. Sex is going to require more intimacy and openness and honesty from each other than porn on a screen is going to give you. And porn on a screen is going to give you more pleasure rewards in the short term. And the sex between two people won't give you as much of those pleasure rewards in the moment. And you can add all kinds of things to this. You know what's become more pleasurable to us? Online shopping has become more pleasurable on like a, like a physical level in our bodies than sex. So physically, if you want to enjoy more sex, it's going to require that you have less intense dopamine or pleasure hits from other sources so that you'll actually increase your capacity to feel more pleasure from sex than you do other things. I recommend a dopamine fast, and this may sound stressful to do, but the reality of it is that if you commit yourself for long enough, about a month, it becomes normal and then sex starts to feel better. Like you'll start to adapt. So this is the first piece. The next piece is in order to enjoy good sex, you like people say like you got to meditate and you got to walk every day and you got to make sure you're lifting weights and you got to balance your hormones. You have to cut down stress and take supplements and, and drink so you can let down your guard. And here's the thing. You don't have to do any of this. I like to walk every day and I like to cut down stress because I feel better. But you don't have to do a whole lot because the reason many people don't have a desire for much much sex isn't a physical thing. It's in your mind. It's your mentality around sex that makes you not want to have sex. So I want to share with you the three beliefs I have about sex that make me able to enjoy sex two to four times a week without forcing myself or drinking alcohol or sacrificing sleep. The first belief I have around sex is I don't need to do it. I don't have to. After we had three kids and I was feeling no desire for sex, I was a little confused by it because I was exercising every day. I had lost the baby weight and was in great shape. I felt good in my body. I had everything I dreamed of having. My husband had his dream job. We owned a home. I loved my husband. He loved me. But I felt such low desire in my head and in my body because of the thoughts I had. The thoughts I had were, if I don't have sex my husband will be grumpy. And if I don't have sex, then we will fall out of love. I had all these like, what if thoughts that were putting a lot of pressure on me. And I decided that I, I didn't need to have sex. I didn't have to. I wanted to choose to have sex. There are, of course, lots of things I can do to connect my spouse, but I really like the long-term rewards of having a good sex life. So I chose to have sex. I came to realize that I was thinking that my husband 
was relying on me to have sex to keep him happy and to keep our love life strong. But I started to see that this was actually a very selfish point of view for me. I was putting so much importance on me, which made me feel so much pressure around my sex life and in my everyday life to keep things going well. And this pressure was debilitating. There was so much importance on me having sex to keep things from falling apart. And I really used to be this way. I thought my husband put too much emphasis on sex and whether he did or didn't, it doesn't matter because I was putting a lot of pressure on myself and sex because I was thinking like I needed to have sex. I had to, I should, or else. I realized I was placing the false narrative around myself and sex that was making sex way more stressful than it needed to be. Now I tell myself I don't have to have sex and my husband doesn't need sex from me. The second thing that I have around sex is that I want it to be imperfect. One of the reasons sex became such a struggle for me is because I was always monitoring myself or judging myself, making sure I was fitting into a box that I decided was the perfect scenario for a good sex life. The thing is, is like if we are looking for perfection, then everything takes longer to do. I used to think that in order to be sexy, I needed lingerie and I needed the sexy music and I had to switch into this like sexy persona that I've seen in the movies. But that was just making sex take way too long. And I had so much judgment on myself to be different. Like Jamie in real life can also be Jamie in the bedroom and I can be sexy either way. I can go from making bread in my socks and listening to 90s nostalgic music to kissing my husband when he gets home from work and this is sexy. I can define what sexy means to me and I don't have to fit into any other boxes. I can also let everything go. If my goal is to be imperfect, to have an imperfect sex life, then sex feels that much closer. I can be funny and I can joke around during making out. I am getting ready for bed and I can laugh during sex and I can talk about anything I need to talk about. I can use vibrators or I can think about whatever turns me on. And being turned on to sex happens quickly when it's all going to be imperfect because I allow it to be and because I want it to be imperfect. Whenever I start judging myself around my body being imperfect or how unsexy I might look or feel or how my type of music that turns me on doesn't fit and, you know, I don't fit into the mold of sexy or that my sex life isn't sexy, my husband isn't sexy, like none of this fits into the perfect idea of what I have for sexy, like none of this turns me on. Like I I have to remind myself that the goal is to be imperfect. And to not fit into what society or anyone else has told me what sexy is. If you allow all the mental drama that makes you feel bad, then you're going to feel too tired and sluggish and unsexy. And you're going to think that sex is really hard and it's going to take too long and you're not going to want to have sex very often at all. Another belief that I have around sex is that sexual and intimate capacity actually grow when there is some pressure and some tension So desire like libido is a muscle and if you want your muscles to grow, there needs to be some kind of pressure or tension and what I mean by tension is there needs to be like constricting and flexing and stretching and at first our muscles don't change when we feel this tension but after consistent exercise, our muscles adapt and grow. Our muscles become new 
And the same thing happens with our sexual capacity because it's actually like a muscle that we have to grow. So like when we're feeling this pressure and we might even say like it's coming from our spouses to make our sex lives better, that's a good thing. It's like it's reminding us that it's time to up level. It's time to change things. It's time to get better at this thing. And so after consistent exercise, right, our muscles adapt and grow. Our muscles become new when there's but there's got to be a working of our muscles in order for them to go. There's got to be a working of our erotic muscles if we want those to grow. And some people say that it's stressful. Like, but it's so stressful to think about sex in positive ways, to talk about it in positive ways, to cultivate erotica. It's so hard to ask myself the questions about who I am sexually and to get to know my preferences and share them with my spouse, to explore my body and to understand how I work. I think that when people say this to me, that it's hard and stressful to work on the erotic side of us, that they are right when they're doing it once every now and then. So think about this. If you work out only once a month, then every time you work out feels terrible. I've been doing this lately. Like I will do a workout for my glutes and my hamstrings and my quads, and then I'll skip a day. And then the next day I'll do my upper body. I'll do like shoulders and biceps and then I'll skip a day and then I'll go on a walk another day and then I'll get sick (laughs) and then like time goes on and then it's been like a month before I'm working my glutes and hamstrings again and they feel terrible every single time. Like, oh my gosh, it's so sore. And then they're so sore that I can't work out the next day. And so I, I, I'm like staying in this cycle if you if you work out every day or even if you're sore you just like make yourself do it then it starts to feel normal so same thing with giving attention to the sexual part of us if you deal with it and confront it and love this part of yourself every day it feels normal so i just tell myself that i'm leveling up my new normal for myself if i wanted to have sex every day and enjoy it i could i would think about sex more I would turn myself on more. I would plan in time to get aroused every day and that would become my new normal. I wish I had these beliefs when I was first married and I wish that I kept them with me through all the different stages of life that I was living in, you know, having kids, new jobs, being sick, etc. Because I used to think all the things that everyone else believed, which was like, you know, sex gets harder when you get older. And after you're married, you know, women stop wanting sex after they're married. Wanting sex is what men want. Women want emotional connection and these two are separate. The problem is that this mental drama that we have around sex makes sex hard. It's not really the physical aspect that makes it hard. It's the meaning you give to sex that makes it hard. It's all the drama and the meanings we have around it. If you're able to change your beliefs about sex and yourself and your relationship, then you're able to enjoy more sex because it won't be draining your energy. Your sex life can actually start giving you energy. If you want to learn more about giving attention to the sexual part of you every day, I also have an episode on erotic and sexual energy. It's called Lust Isn't Bad and it's episode 31. Go ahead and check out that episode and remember to leave a review because I would love to hear from you.